Nice. It's Thursday, September 15th, 8.53. You're listening to Low <coughs> Standards and Pores. Low Standards and Coughs. Yeah. I got a little chip stuck in my throat. Oh, no. Just a little queen opening up the show. How you doing there, nice. Oh, Carpe? Hey, What's up, uh, Hobo? Did you, did you get the rest of the intro out? All the greatest the stuff. Away. The... See, I've been practicing. Yeah, well, you did that beautifully. I'm Thank really you. impressed. No, I appreciate yeah. that. No, no, it's, you know, that's what we're here for. Coughing uh, each I, other's ears and, uh, you know. I didn't expect that. <laughs> I apologize to everybody. I apologize. You didn't expect that I was going to. Anybody else listening? <laughs> Both of our listeners? Yeah, you and I. Hey. Anyways. All right. Yeah. Someone, you said someone else is here? Ah, Hobo's back. Hobo's back in nice. town. What's going on there, Hobo? Hobo's back in town. I, I, well, okay. Um, that's awesome. Welcome. Hey, um, just uh, so you know, uh, a couple of things we'll get out of the way real quick here. Um, we are low standards of pores, of course. Uh, unrehearsed, unprepared, unprofessional, unresponsive, inept, ill-tempered, and illiterate, flagrantly flamboyant, moderately mediocre, and mostly malignant. Welcome to the show. It's going to be a great one. Did you say irresponsible? Um, uh, well, if no, you didn't, inept, ill-tempered, illiterate. Oh, so I need to add irresponsible. Irresponsible. Yeah. Okay. Not a problem. This is an honest uh, show, right? Irresponsible. <laughs> Ble. Um, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm no. I, I want to make sure we're. We're yeah, always trying to improve and get better and uh, be more clear on uh, exactly what kind of crap we're throwing your way. Yeah. We do appreciate you listening, uh, both of you. And, uh, uh, you know, let's have a great show. Hey, do you think we've gotten any better? I, I don't know if we have. No. No. no I don't think so. And no. it, honestly, I, it doesn't matter to me because, I, as I've said, when we first started doing this pilot show. Yeah. Um, <laughs> excuse me. Yeah, I still have some out. of that. Yeah, I still have some of that uh, leftover uh, yeah, throat issues COVID. with the COVID crap. But um, but no, like we said from the original part was, um, I really don't care if we ever get any listeners. I think it would be great. Yeah. And I yeah. think it's great when people join us and and kick in with the words and things that they type in there and do all this stuff and the, and then the calling in and participating. I think that's all wonderful and great. But um, really, it's me talking to my buddy about stuff we love, which is music. And if yeah, other people amen. want to listen in, you're welcome to it. But, you know, honestly, um, this is, this is, um, well, fun for me. Uh, I get to talk, I, I get to talk to my buddy about tunes and, you know, yeah. I talk over him as much as I can. And <laughs> yeah. you apparently even listen to the old shows. <laughs> right, right, right. Something. Mm-hmm. I'm mm. used to it. Thank God we're not in college competing for some girl or something like that. It would probably be in a fist fight. No, I never fist fought over a girl. <laughs> because there was always, uh, you know, her roommate or best friend. Right, exactly. Or closest so, I mean, you know, it's, it's, you're a, yeah, a younger sister or I didn't, whatever. I, I, yeah, I didn't say that. Older sister. It, well, one too. Yeah. yeah. They're Doesn't all here. Mm-hmm. Um, so, how you been? How you been for the last few days? What do we got in store? Mama Bear, Mama Bear joined us, and she's important, I think. Oh, um, yeah. She's part of right. our conglomeration, I think. Um, Mama Bear, if that's true, say, uh, yeah, in the little typey thing. 
Um, if it's not true, then you're still important because you're listening and we appreciate it. Um, Yeah. But, uh, I don't remember anything ever until the moment I'm in it. And then usually then it's a 50, 50, whether I can or not. So, um, but I recognize the mama bear thing and you're awesome. So thanks for sticking around. Um, Eric, should we tell the people what we're going to talk about tonight? Yeah. You better uh, tell them because apparently I got something stuck in my throat. Oh, uh, so I get to do a little talking. Yeah, piece of, so piece I of was going to do, oh yeah, this is what I was going to talk over. Um, because, I was, well, you get the thing that's stuck out of your throat. Can you hear the music yeah, in the background I'm a little bad. bit? All right. Um, so I was listening to NPR on my way to work uh, the other day. And it was different, you know, there's like six NPR stations I can listen to because of the, where I'm located. And this one was talking about music at like, well, maybe it was at lunchtime, I don't know. And uh, it was, their little question was, you know, if you could hear a song brand new for the first time, again, like, what song would that be? What's, what's, what's a song that you really loved the first time you heard it? And you're like, oh, this is a great tune. And <laughs> excuse me, <laughs> that's going to happen a lot yeah. tonight. Um, what 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 would that song be? And 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 why? What what was so great about that song that made you go, "Oh, this is going to be a great song. I love this." The first time you heard it, you know what I mean? Does yeah. that make any sense? Do you understand what I'm getting at there? Yeah, I I, I um I tried to look at it um at the last minute, of course. But right, right. Because why would you? It. Yeah. Um, it's not like I would have prepared. Yeah. And hey, any uh, of you three people who are not related to us or listening to us want to type in um, songs that you think of that you'd love to hear the first time again, type those suckers in there. I'll, I'll pull them up for us. Yeah. I, I, I think I could have picked some other bands, but I, I tried to yeah. pick them because I remember them. Right. And it, it, was, it was really tough to do. But I thought about... The, the list that I have, it's almost chronological. Um, Which and, is okay. And, and I have yeah. yeah, I have yours pulled up and ready to go. Do you yeah. know what song this is playing in the background? Um, no. This is uh, Captain Sensible, who was uh, an original member of The Damned, bass player. Um, And this is a song called What, W-O-T, apostrophe. They're not apostrophe, exclamation point. But when I first heard this song, I saw the video on MTV from 1982, right? Really? Yeah. And I remember looking at it going, oh my God, I just love the bass line. It's just this, and then he's telling this dumb story throughout the whole song, and the girls chiming in, and the, it's like everything I wanted when I was, you know, in ninth grade. Right, I thought this right. was the coolest thing ever. And if I could hear this song again for the first time, I would definitely go, oh, hell yes, this is cool. I you know forgot I mean? about this song. I do remember it now. You remember this song? Yes. I do. Vaguely. No, I, I never would remember. Yeah. If they I played mean, it on LBS a lot, 22.7. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but again, you know, 82, 83, and then it just disappeared. Mm. So anyways, I am going to say this. I'm going to fade this out the way you taught me. All right. Um, but uh, I'm going to say this. There is a metric fuck ton of songs that I did not put on this list. 
Um, oh, well, of course. Me too. Because, I'm, I'm, I mean, yeah, could, right. You know exactly what I'm going to say is there's so many songs that I love that are just like phenomenal and so many bands that like, you know, we're going to do maybe an hour show. Yeah. And we're going to, cram, we're going to try and cram as much in this show to entertain you for that hour as much as we can. But, um, you know, there's so much more and, and really, I think I, I honestly, Eric, I almost look at our show as more to like of a, of a brain teaser to get people to think and go, Oh, I remember that song or that yeah. song reminds me of this song. And then, yeah. you know, at some point you're going to go out there and you're going to say, well, I remember that song. I don't, I, I'm going to buy that song. I want to keep that. That's a song I like. Well, we've had this you know, talk before on another show about making all the connections, right? So there's a band yeah. that starts off and the band splits up and they go off to form other bands. And mm-hmm. I find that has a lot to do with, uh, uh, you know, there's like a that whole chronological order, that whole, um, what do you, what would you call it before? Um, Genealogy. Yeah, genealogy. That's what I was thinking. The genealogy um, it, of a band. It makes you appreciate yeah. kind of the music a little bit more because you know where the some of these musicians are coming from, right. you know? Well, and on my list is another uh, song from The Damned, which was from the later 80s, but The Damned had been around since like 77. Yeah. And when I heard the one from the later 80s, I had like, I had heard other songs by them they're punky stuff, but I heard this one and then I'm like, oh, I really like it. And that it caused me to go back into their history, their prior discography and go, yeah, I really do just, I love the way this, you know, and that's, that's the, 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 the thing that I hope is, you know, maybe one or two of our listeners out there on the planet will go, you know, that song reminds me of this one. And I want, oh, and that guy was in that band. Oh yeah. And, and, spend five minutes doing a Google search and find that thing and go, Oh, that's the song, you know? And that's Um, how I came up with, um, uh, this one. Remember this one? I know, you know, this one, this is another one of those where, um, it was sort of a flash in the pan, you know, bands like the cure echo and the Bunnymen, and all them. Yeah. They should be on my list for this, but I, I didn't put any of them on. Joy Division, New Order, I didn't put any of them on, right. even though I know there's a ton of their songs I'd love to hear again for the first time. But you know what this song is, right? I, well, I know the movie that it's from. Yeah. Well, um, it's from I, the I, thing... I, yeah. yeah. What, what movie Down is it again? Yeah. Yeah, and this is Goodbye Horses by Q Lazarus. And you know what? I don't um, think they could have picked a better song for that scene. Mm. That whole whatever... She comes down the stairs and the lights go out and she puts her uh, night vision on. I don't I don't think that whole scene, the whole maybe it was anyway, but for that scene anyway, regardless, could have been, yeah, a better this scene. song brings that to you. I didn't even know it was in the movie. Oh, that's when he was I heard, um Yeah. Yeah, I think he was like getting he had the skin. Or no. I'm not really sure. Anyways, but it yeah. takes place with uh what's his face downstairs in the basement. Hannibal Lecter, not Hannibal Lecter, uh, Buffalo Bill. Is that Buffalo Bill? I have no idea. I saw yeah. the movie once. Yeah, you should watch um, it again. But whoever the guy was that was downstairs that was like yeah. doing all that stuff, that's when this song was on. Well, but see, I heard this on the radio when I was in college. And because this came out in what, 88? Yeah. Probably, yeah. I was uh, 
junior or sophomore in college or something like that and i heard this i'm like this is a great song i just love the voice this chicky has a beautiful voice yeah um it's but you know song. and again it's really you know it because you saw it in a movie it takes you to the movie part i yeah. didn't see it in the movie i remember hearing it on the radio and just going oh this i what's going on and again i love a good bass line i love a solid drum kit and you know tell me a story with your lyrics those are the songs that mean something to me so i faded that out the way you taught me yeah it reminds me a lot of um, uh, stone roses i want to be adored you know that kind of tempo yeah, feeling, yeah. you know <coughs> well i'm gonna i'm gonna go back and forth between you and me um because you gave me the list earlier um yeah just so that we, hey uh gp gp man 45's here sweet uh stick around this stick around this gonna be weird um but no so this is yours this is one of the first ones i'm just gonna go in your order mine's, Tell almost, us about chronolog this mine's almost chronological so why would you want to hear this again for the first time so back when this uh was released um, obviously, we were from Detroit City. Um, my um, godmother had bought me um, like four or five albums back then because she knew I liked Kiss. And she was coming over for my birthday. My mom must have told her. But okay, those albums were the first albums that I had with a record player that could drop the needle on. If I'm not mistaken, this was the first um, song on the album that brings me back to being like, like yeah. probably seven years old. And I had you were you know, like, like, all, the, all the music magazines. They used to cut out all the pictures and stuff and put them on the wall. I had a whole wall of kids. And this you is know. a great tune. Well, the story behind it, we're not sure if it's yeah. true or not. Um, they wrote that song because, I mean, I think Rolling Stones reported on it too that Detroit's got the loudest, mm -hmm. you know, group of people for the concert. Yeah. No, that's. That is something that has been uh, sort of in rock legendary. Yeah. Um, you want to do a good loud show and get the crowd going, you come to Detroit. Uh, at least in the 70s and the 80s, that was the thing. Yeah. You show Detroit. And, you know, again, I still think Detroit is a great concert town. Um, me, I prefer to drive. Yeah. I, I prefer to drive in and park in uh, the prepaid parking garage. You shouldn't and be then, eating uh, at McDonald's anyway. Bad play. I don't. It was, it was my kid, all right? Cheese and rice. I'm going to fade I'm, this out. It was Detroit Rock saying. City by Kiss. Yeah, I know. Bite me. Um, <laughs> so I know, um, you know, since we're on Detroit Rock City, yeah. uh, I'm going to start. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull this one up. Uh, and I know you wouldn't expect this from me. I have a number of other songs on my list that you do should expect from me, but this one. Um, what is this? The Mash intro or? This is from. Time? It was in. Uh, the. Uh, what's oh. the movie? Yeah. It was in the the Big Chill, the movie The Big yeah. Chill. Yeah. Um, that was a good jam. Yeah, but so this, it was so well placed in the, the movie at the very beginning. Um, and 
really, it, and the Big Chill came out, I think, in 85. It has a great soundtrack, and it's all older tunes. And that's a whole soundtrack of songs. If you watch the movie, it's almost like you hear the song again for the first time. When I first heard, there were two songs that popped into my head when I was listening to that radio show. And they said, you know, what is it? This one? And immediately it was my view of The Big Chill, because I had heard this on the radio for 10 years before, at least. Right, right. right? This song, you can't always get what you want by the Rolling Stones, which, you know, and once the, the choir kicks in and everything, it just, it's so moving, you know what I mean? There's so right, much power right. to this song. Uh, this one and uh, Duran Duran, Girls on Film. I didn't pull that one up, but that's that was the second one that popped into my head. You know what I'm talking about, right? With girls it's, on film. Yeah, yeah, for sure. With that great camera clicking intro. Yeah, um, I mean, if you're, if you're gonna go with, um, well, no, I'll, I'm not gonna go I'm gonna stay in order. I'm gonna stay in my own order. Um, go go to my next one. All right, I'm gonna fade this out the way you taught me. You can't get always what you want and fry. Sometimes you fry it thing and you get what you bleed um so you your next one is this one here this is a great pick too i'm Thanks. with you totally on this this is my least favorite rem album life's rich pageant yeah but this is um, um go on no this is one of the ones that go to getting um so probably sophomore in high school learn about all this alternative music i uh a lot of the times i hung out with a few years older than me so as a sophomore and junior, I was going out to U of M parties. And, you know, the office. Yeah. I, mean, so I was always taller, bigger kids, you know. But um, growing up with Kiss and Ozzy and Led Zeppelin, this was something so completely different. This was considered like alternative college radio. You right. couldn't hear it anywhere unless you're maybe, uh, you know, like a Nickelodeon uh, like or, or a PBS or um, with the. Uh, uh, 101.9 what? NPR. NPR, yeah. yeah um, NPR would play stuff like this. But yeah. um, it was tough to find. It was always just college radio. Then it got right, popular. and then all of a sudden they got popular. Yeah. But yeah, so, this is it. You know, and again, for me, R.E.M. should be on this list with um, something off of Reckoning. Yeah, and I, oh, I could have picked uh, or murmur, because yeah, I love the early Yeah, you know, but you know, then of course, you know, what about the police? Neither of us put the police on our list. But yeah, I'm not a big. I, I like the police, but I'm not a big fan of them. Um, yeah, I. They're, they're I talented, they're, but it wasn't a defining moment when I heard the police. That okay. synchronicity, you know, it was a great well, album. See, I was, I was going before that uh, with Senyata Mandata. Oh, I got Maybe you. driven to tears or when the world is running down or something like that. Um, but no, this REM is a great call. I'm fade that what's up. Your, uh, what's your next uh, spin there, buddy? Um, so I played You Can't Always Get What You Want. Let me get rid of this. Um, I'm going to go I'm gonna go with uh, the one that you know. That you, you know if I could hear this again. And it's almost like every time I do hear it. I hear it again for the first time. This is a song that will never grow old for me. I don't care what mood I'm in or any of that stuff. If I play this song, 
it just relaxes me. You know what I mean? Right. This is a song I could I could listen to this a hundred thousand times. This is my first song, first choice ever for the you know being stranded on a beach, in sure. old, a desert island. You only get one album or one song or whatever. This is my first one, and it, this is the version with the flute, which is the one that I love the best. These guys just had a talent, like you know. They're, they were just different. Well, Johnny Marr played with them a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Johnny Marr never really got into the band. The the this is uncertain smile by the the. But uh, Sun Yi Jin, cool dude. Yes, cool. So this be, is the the uncertain Sunday smile. Jin. You ever did Sunday Jin? Sunday Jin. Yeah. Yeah. Every Thursday. Thursday. Have you, have you, aviator? I do aviator. aviator. Sunday, Thursday, aviator. Tuesday. Aviator. What do you have? Right? Yeah, it's aviator. Yeah. Say it one more time, please. No, that's it. So what the thing, end, the thing about this song is, is, he really tells a story. He paints a picture with words. Yeah. Matt Johnson is an extremely creative individual, musically and lyrically. Um, but this is a this is a nine minute version of this song, almost ten minutes of this song, and I could listen to this four times in a row, right? Because of, right. because of this right here. It's a beautiful tone. But again, the lyrics are great. Um, so I'm gonna fade this one out the way you taught me. Because we're gonna just keep moving on. Uh, we're gonna go to your next one, um, which is here. Somewhat of an order. These last two are flip flop, but go ahead. This one should have well, came before REM. Yeah, time wise, I'm sure. But you know, it's okay that we bounce around from you know, punk to rock, rock to punk, whatever. You know, I nope. should have had a a queen song in my list but i didn't well this is the whole thing it comes with a story when i was yeah um, tell me the story music, yeah when i was getting into music and i was young um, yeah. i had a buddy jeff that lived two doors down he had an older brother and his older brother had this like awesome album collection just like so stereo oh yeah and get, when his brother was at work i'd go over there and we'd listen to the, to the music and one of the right. I, I, it was tough to make this choice but one of the first albums i ever heard from Queen and from any kind of like music was Night the Opera. But uh, that's a good one. Yeah, this is off News of the World. Yep. And I think if anybody didn't know Queen, they would never guess this was Queen. But it's right. got that Fight from the Inside. Yeah. It's the name it's of the, the song. 70s, that yeah. heavy uh, blues kind of blues rock kind of feel. Um, yeah. But this is Queen that nobody ever. 1977. Heard. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and News of the World is um, sort of like one of those one-off albums for them. Yeah, well, they have like We Will Rock You. Sure. Um, God, this is the whole list. We Will Rock You is on this one? Makes sense. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't know. That's... I thought it was on a different album. No. Um, but yeah, this is this is a great pull. And this is a song, you know, and that's what I was kind of looking for. Is just, You know, the songs that are not... Um, like traditional, you know, not this yeah. top forty stuff. Everybody you should know, the most popular song. But 
but yeah, everybody should own Queen News of the World. Yeah, News of the World and A Night at the Opera. Those are two. If you're going to buy any Queen album, buy those two. Yeah. Hands down. That is um, Queen. Sunyi Jin and GP Man 45, both of you, thanks for sticking around um, yeah. as long as you have. But if you want to uh, type in a song that if you had the opportunity to uh, hear again for the first time, I'll pull it up and we'll play it. I'm going to fade this one out the way you taught me. That's News, uh, Queen from News of the World. The song is Fight from the Inside. Uh, but you're right. And that's that's just a rocking tune. Um, <coughs> what do you got? What do you got coming up Here. next? <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to stick with uh, something a little bit rocking ish, but early 80s. And this is right up my alley. Um, I was this is 1982. I was in eighth grade going into ninth grade. Shutter Groom, excuse me. <coughs> the album Shutter Groom came out by The Fix. And this is Red Skies. And I just love this bass line. And when I heard this as a you know, 13, 14 year old kid, with the lyrics. Yeah, this song's you know, never got that, that I know, it's got that echoey, you know, the way. Cyclone uh, does the uh, O-O's, and then the guys echo him. It's just, I just dig it. Um, and again, like I said, the um, the bass line just throws me. And clean drums, guitar is not overpowering. It's more of an accent. And I just thought they really did. I every time I hear this song, I can't. I, I hate to fade it out the way you talk. But go on. Yeah, where were you at when you first heard the song? Um, so this was this came out in '82, and I think I was uh, in '83. It really kind of hit over here because again, I was listening to WLBS and uh, 89X, the radio stations in the Detroit area that were playing this kind of stuff, and um, it was the same time. Couple of in excess tunes came out, so you know Shabu Shaba had come out in '82, and this came out. Uh, Talk Talk had a couple of albums out, um, just some really good stuff. And I'm like, it's all got this great sound to it. And it, again, I kind of piece it all together. Um, hang on a second. So um, I kind of piece it together as sort of a just sort almost like a coming of age. You know, leaving grade school, going into high school, becoming yeah. a big boy, um, and these are the songs that kind of—that's that's what was playing in my head. All right. Well, um, we have a request. Oh yeah. Doctor, what do we got? Doctor Bomb. Doctor Bombay. S O S. Doctor Bomb. Oops. Bombay. S O S. I have no idea what this is. Uh, SOS the tiger took my family I'm guessing because that's what it's coming up as let's it see what like it is and who uh, Soon Yi Jin alright cool yeah okay um, so either call in and tell us a story of this one or type in a couple of quick things that makes you want to oh this is fun when did this come out uh, looks like 
I don't know, 2011 is when I'm finding this. Grumble, Eric. <laughs> this is funny. This is kind of like Irish music speed up a little bit. It's um definitely Asian. Got a lot of Asian influence. I'm looking at the video. Um, it, you can, you can hear the. It's a goofy Swedish guy, late '90s, early 2000s. It's just fun. Yeah, yeah I can. Yeah, I can see that. All right, I'm gonna fade this out. This, hey, Sunny Jan, thanks, man. This is fun. Yeah, that's fun, man. This it and uh, the video is a little goofy too. This Dr. Bombay seems like he might be kind of fun. I'm gonna yeah. put him on my list of silly. You should. Um, put him on, you, yeah. Silly. Dr. Bombay, B O M B A Y. Fun slash silly. So I'm sure. All right. Son, son Jin, there's, he pretends to be Indian, he pretends to be German and Scottish. In his side axe. So, okay. So this guy is just, uh, this just seems like it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, we'll pull, we'll pull this guy up another time. Uh, so that's Dr. Bombay, SOS, Tiger Took My Family. We're going to go to your next one, Eric, um, which is this, which I know you've got a story for this one. Yeah. Replacements. This is the replacements. This is the punky one. Yeah, this is off. Right. This is um, replacements off the album "Let It Be." Right. And then, uh, I'm gonna pull up some uh, Wikipedia information, but uh, "Let It Be" is the third studio album by American Rock Band Replacements, uh, released uh, 1984. Mm-hmm. So I was becoming a sophomore and junior in high school. Yeah. This is kind of what I was listening to. And this is my right. officially my second band I ever saw in concert down in Ann Arbor at uh, really um, yeah whatever theater it was. But um, my first my first concert was uh, Aerosmith, and shortly after this was my second. I've seen these places probably about 1985. I couldn't drive. And this one, this particular song. Is very punky and very uh, yeah. unstructured. It's big, like yeah, Midwest, Booster Goo, uh, a little bit of Stooges, Pixies ish. Yeah, yeah. Pixies ish. Um, and it's got it's got a, a very punky feel to it. Yeah, but this, it, tell me about Let It Be, the album by the Replacements, because I know this is one of your favorites. Yeah, you know, and we've been, we've been doing the show long enough. We know. Um, I'm going to shut up and let me tell me more about Let It yeah, Be. You know, the album was uh, released in 84 and it is a diverse album if you listen to it. Um, they go from Bill Brown, uh replacement from Brodness. I faded that one out just a week. Yeah, yeah. that's the best um, playing the album. You'll, you'll see the depth this band has. Uh, I got to mute this for a second. And I think we've all heard of Drogenous, at least a lot of us have. Joan Jett uh, actually did a cover amongst um, probably some other bands. but Well, yeah, and um, this isn't the album with Can't Hardly Wait on it, is it? 
Um, no, I think it, um, it's a different one. Yeah. It, can't hardly wait by the replacements is one of my favorite ones. Uh, this song was probably so far ahead of its time. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, this was back in the 80s. Talking about, you know, girls and guys kind of dressed right. the same who really cares. Oh, yeah. But this is, um, this is how sophomore and junior in high school. Again, hanging out with, um, you know, a lot of college people and what was on the radio. This is the, what people played at parties. It's all underground alternative college radio. Yeah. And because you brought this one up, made me think of another one. Which I, I'm really glad I did remember to pull this one up because this is a great tune. But this is Androgynous, the replacements off of Let It Be. Another is who's the lead singer of the replacements again? Uh, Paul Westerberg. Mm-hmm. He's got a very, very particular raspy voice. Yeah. And yeah. it really plays out when he's doing um, Can't Hardly Wait, which is, again, one of my favorite songs. Yeah. Um, but Westerberg, what else is he in? Um, was he in some solo stuff? He has, um, okay. He had some solo work uh, done on a label called Grandpa Boy. Um not quite like the replacements, but it has a replacement sound. And he comes across more of a singer-songwriter with the Bob Dylan than he does the replacements. Yeah. But he's an excellent songwriter, um, very creative. And if you buy yeah, if you buy the band or if you buy the album Let It Be by the Replacements. That will cover the diversity they have at the band. They're incredible. Yeah. They, they, they were short-lived, flash the pan, but right. Listen to that rasp in his voice. Yeah. They also did, didn't they also do "Kiss Me on the Bus"? Yeah, somebody covered it. It was like um, I don't remember. Um, well, Joan Jett did "Androgynous." Yeah, but I thought uh, "Kiss, Kiss me, me on the, on the Bus." bus. Yeah, might have, I don't know. The replacements going to. No, no, I, I, I don't care who, who did it. I know they did it. The replacements did it. This, this is one of the this, this one, it got to be famous. You know, and yeah. But again, every time you bring up the replacements, like six other songs of theirs pop into my head. Right. You know, and none of them are from the album that you love the most. Oh, but the album too. Yeah. And also, um, they're all they're all really good. They all have their own identity. You know? Oh yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, but no, this is one of the ones that I came up. Um, this is the Mighty Lemon Drops. The album came out in 1989. Uh, the song is Out of Hand. From I can't remember what the name of the album is, but I love this dude's voice. And when I actually heard one song from this album um, when I was living in Ireland, yeah, 
and I bought the entire album on a CD. Did not have a CD player. I bought probably 60 or 70 CDs from the Virgin Records store in Dublin. Right. And this one was one of them. Uh, and didn't get to listen to them until I brought them home like six months later. It was so agonizing. I read the, the liner notes on all those CDs a hundred really? times before I brought them home and they actually got to hear them. Uh, you know, that's, I, I bought all my Cure CDs on uh, the original uh, label. I bought all my uh, Joy Division New Order stuff on the factory label. Uh, I got all the Love and Rockets on Beggar's Banquet. Albums that I kind of knew, but I didn't get to hear for a long time. Bauhaus, too. All on oh, Beggar's right, Banquet. Right. Um, so I had all these CDs that I couldn't listen to, but I'd read the liner notes and go, I have this. When I get home, this is going to be an import. <laughs> and I paid local prices for it. I was so excited. Um, but this is, again, this, this guy's voice. I don't know, really know anything about Mighty Lemon Drops other than I love them. This yeah, is this one of those earlier stuff. Yeah, this is, like I said, from 89. I 80, 89. Um, I'm sorry, 87, uh, according to this little thing. But um, it's, it's not complex. It's just fun. And like I said, the, the guy's voice drives me back. Um, and I fade that out the way you taught me. Um, uh, let's see. So you actually have this one here. Yeah. Uh, so this is like kind of getting through like, um, for me, getting out, of col- or getting out of high school, getting ready for college. And I'm yeah. working kind of a part full-time job. And, mm-hmm. and I'm always digging for like good new uh, music and something different. This place yeah. that I was working at, that I was when I was going to going to college. You want different? Um, yeah, I was out in the warehouse and I, I heard this song blaring. Take a second to listen to it. Jesus is gonna be here. So this is a album, the 11th studio album by an American singer and musician Tom Waits, released in 1992. Okay, from 92. Right. Yep. So when you, you know, when you think about a musician that is playing this kind of music, this is kind of, you know, a reference back to the old blues music, you know? From the this is really old blues. Yeah. yeah. And the, the deeper you get to Tom Waits, you just realize the talent that he's got for writing a song. Yeah. And, and individual. You know, it tells it. He tells a story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's got a he's got a great, interesting story himself. But um, and his voice is just so unique. Yeah. Um. You know, he's one of the uh, artists that a lot of other bands have picked up his songs. You know, the Eagles have picked up his songs. Uh, the Ramones. Um. I don't want to grow up. Why don't you play that really quick by the Ramones? Or you don't want the Tom Waits, Waits version? Or you can play the Tom Waits version, yeah. Because you'll hear the Ramones once you hear Tom Waits. Yeah. Tom Waits, I don't want to grow up. Um, but the, uh, well, because, you know, uh, what, how does it go with uh, the Ramones? It's, it's fast, it's punky. Right. And I don't want to grow up. This is from 
what, 77, 78? It's early. Yeah. No, it's early. yeah. Family Ramones to pick this up and cover it. The Ramones are probably two or three beats faster than this. <laughs> All I can think of is better. <laughs> I'm a Toys R Us kid. Right, I right. I grow up. Alright, so let's do that. Ramones. What? Completely different song. Yeah, completely. Different song. Exactly same song. Completely different song. Yeah, the tempo's up a couple beats. And... Yeah. Um, you know, and the Ramones are famous for key changes. Yeah. You don't even notice it. They just do it. Um, God, those the Ramones should be on my list too. But no, your uh, Tom Waits is a great pull. Uh, I don't wanna grow up. I don't know where I'd be like as far as you know music if I had never heard that. You know, oh, no. it, it, this goes on. This goes on to my next one too. There's two Are sides. Doing your next one right away? Yeah, do it. Yeah, get out of the way. So do okay. the um, Dave. Oh, actually, no. The next one, the, the last one. Do the last one first, and then host. Then Dave. Yeah. The host. Yeah, do the host. All right. I started it. Um, that was about yeah, a minute yeah, thirty so, in because you know flip. Yeah, flip back a little bit. A little bit. Yeah, flip back into um, Ted can dance. So, the whole story behind this song is that. And it's a short story, but when I heard this mm-hmm. remix by Paul Oakenfold, mm-hmm. it introduced me to another band, which is Dead Can Dance, that I've had tickets for twice that El Carp and I are supposed to go to, but they've canceled twice. 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 Uh, so I think that's it for, for this COVID, band. COVID. But, yeah. Um, listening to how she sings is, uh, I, I thought, would be breathtaking in concert, you know? Well, and she's haunting. Yeah. Her voice is haunting. This is something you hear the first time you hear it. You can't unhear this. Yeah. There's no unhearing this. Yeah, that's um, a good way to put it. So and, with, just by hearing this song, I got into Dead Can Dance, and I got yeah. into this guy, Paul Oakenfold, which electronic music was getting new, but it kind right, of made, helped me leapfrog into electronic music. This song's probably 15, 20 years old. Yeah. Um, but so Paul Oakenfold has done uh, an Elvis remix and some yep. other remixes of stuff that I just think is great. Um, I love Paul Oakenfold. If I see his name on a remix for something, I have to listen to it. Yeah. Because um, it just becomes interesting. For some reason, I think he did something with the Stones songs too. Yeah, he could have Stones stuff. Yeah, I don't know, but he's been um, around for a long time. Yeah, he's been around since uh, mid '90s, doing stuff. But um, yeah, this this one I like. 
Uh, and they remind me of, um, there's another band, uh, sort of house music like this. Like this? Uh, yeah. And I can picture the album. It's something that one of my buddies, uh, when we worked together, um, when I worked with them in the early 90s, it was yeah. uh, something that was big then. And it's very similar to this. Very similar to this like, type of music. Like Chemical and Brothers? For the life of me. Huh? Maybe the Chemical Brothers? No, that's, a, that's close, but not quite. It's um like Deep Forest. Remember the band Deep Forest? I kind of vaguely remember, yeah. Yeah, this one here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna just, just only because I can. All right, hurry up, talk about it. Go see a man about a horse. I'll be right back. You go see man about a horse. I'm gonna. So this deep forest is something that's also very um, host of seraphim type thing, of what we were just listening to, um, by what you call it with the what your faces. Um, and this deep forest is um, something, it, when I hear this, it takes me back to working with a couple of guys uh, back in the day, uh, working in an office, and we would just play this over the speakers on our computer. Uh, early 90s, before like any real way to get music for free kind of thing, we'd put the CD in to you know the the CD player in the in the computer and we just play this and it was just you know we just listened to it while we're doing our work it was awesome Ooh. and there's just something very unique about it this is a the band is deep forest this song is sweet lullaby and i believe this came out in 91 maybe doesn't tell me here on the thing that I'm listening, watching here, um, but it was, you know, probably 90, 91, maybe 89, but it's just got this simple kind of um, ethnic feel to it, but it's also a little of that Oakenfold feel to it. Hey, Eric, you know, what's his name? Uh, Sherman says hi, as you can hear. Oh, tell me, I come and love him. Yeah, I know, I know you missed him. <laughs> I think you missed me. Uh, do you remember this song at all? Not jumping out of it yet. The band oh, is yeah, Deep Forest. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah. And it's the song is Sweet Lullaby. And it, it just has this powerful choir feel. And, you know, it just, I don't know, there's something to it. And, well, it's almost you know, got like that Tibetan chant in the back. Or yes, like the, yes, exactly. Yeah. But it's it's more it's uh, African ethnic. It's, it's, the, the video, it would appear it's African ethnic. Hey, I must, um, that, those gummies that I sent you for the dog, apparently they didn't arrive, eh? No, they didn't, well, they didn't work because, you know, he didn't, uh, <laughs> he wasn't paying attention to it today. Um, um, but you, you had brought up, um, what's his name? Uh, uh, the Ramones guy. Um, Joe Tom Ramones, Waits. Tom Waits. Yeah. You brought up Tom Waits and immediately, um, when you sent me that, 
it made me think of this one, um, which is another remix. And I don't think this is an Oakenfold remix, but this is R.L. Burnside, who is a blues legend. If you ever want to hear something fun, you put on some R.L. R.L. Burnside. This this song is rolling and tumbling. And if I could hear this again for the first time, you know where I'd be? I'd be at my buddy's house playing video games. And we'd be <laughs> jamming and drinking scotch. Because this is where I first heard it. Your buddy out in the Arbor? Mm-hmm. Exactly. I miss that guy. He's a great guy. Gary, uh, right? Yeah. My buddy Gary. I miss that guy. I know he's still around. We just don't talk anymore. Stuff happens. People change. Yeah, yeah. But um, he introduced me to R.L. Burnside and this song in particular. And it was so much fun because we would be playing that wrestling game and just jumping around and leaping. And this song would come on and we would just beat the living hell out of whoever we were fighting against. (laughs) And it was just so much fun. It was like, oh, yeah, we can't finish the match. We've got them dead to rights, but we can't finish the match until the song's over. And there's just just this great feel to this song. This is another one you can't listen to and be sad. There's no chance. It's just well, it's a good jam. It's a good jam. Yeah. So I'm going to fade that out the way you taught me. That's R.L. Burnside, Rolling and Tumbling Remix. Um, just a great tune. Uh, you got one here. Actually, yeah, I've got like, I got a couple more. Let me throw so, a couple yeah, more on here. Do mine, and you could you can roll a couple more of yours. But um, oh, okay. play, yeah, play that last one that I've got. Um, yeah, I really like this one too. And this tell, is, this is the tell song, the world, tell the world yeah, how you introduced the song that I remember this. the most. So it was in the early '90s. Uh, my buddy Jason at the time said, "Hey, you gotta listen to this album." And un- the album was under the table and dreaming. And right. uh, he, he was like, you know, this guy is uh, incredible. So I listened to his CD, read the lyrics. can't help but read the lyrics. And then right. like a, a month or two goes by and he goes, listen, I got I got tickets to, uh, to that Dave Matthews. And it was Dave Matthews promoting uh, his, his first big album, which was On the Table and Dreaming. And this was the song that always stuck. Um you listen to his lyrics and his intro to the song. It's just uh, it's a catchy song. And this is the live version. That everybody can relate to. Yeah. You know? And there was nobody nobody doing it like Dave Matthews back then. Nobody. Well, and he encored Yeah, he encored with uh, All on the Watchtower. Yes. And he plays it like a quarter of the speed. And the lights are like blowing off and on, and you're like, "What the hell's going on?" And he kind of like it speeds up a little bit. The lights speed up, and he kind of goes right into uh, uh, goes right into the song. And uh, it's it's one. Of, I mean, if you ever heard, he's a great live listen, show. Yeah, if you listen to, if you ever heard along the Watchtower, he does one of the best live versions in New York City. You gotta, you gotta look it up. It's incredible. Yeah, and it's the incredible. Dave Matthews Band. In New York City live concert. Yeah. Was that the one they did it at like uh, Central Park or something like that? Yeah. The bass player uh, intros 
with um, Star Spangled Banner, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and that's how you should do it. Uh, Jinx has just joined us. I know I said that wrong, but um, Shyjinx. X Jinx, Jinx, Kick Kick, whatever. I, it's a whole fuck ton of uh, consonants with a couple of barely any uh, vowels in between. But thanks for joining us, Shinx Jinx, Kink, Kick. Yeah, it, it, stick it, around, this might get silly. Or they left already, whatever. But, you know, and again, this is. Tell the, tell the world how you introduced me to Dave Matthews. Because I, I barely heard of Dave Matthews. And then you threw them, and then within uh, a month or two after you threw them at me, when we first met, Crash into Me came out. Yeah, yeah. Crash followed on the table and dreaming within about two years. So it, it didn't. Um, it wasn't quite the album on the table and dreaming it was, but it never is. Well, right, but you. But this one. I remember yeah. there was a, uh, a time we sat at a Starbucks. You brought your laptop, and I brought a. That was one of the uh, coffee shops in Royal Oak. Yeah, it was like. Yeah, and we just sat there and. You transferred like, like 600 songs to me. Yeah. yeah. And Dave Matthews, like, you had like five Dave Matthews albums. Right, right. And I put them on my iPod, and I was traveling at the time, so it was like I had more Dave Matthews than I knew what to do with, and I loved every minute of it. Now, mind you, I have a low tolerance for Dave Matthews now, only because I've over-listened to him. Right, right. I understand the talent. And I understand the attraction, and I know why people like them. I can understand why people are, don't like them, but you know, there's two sides to every story, and somebody's wrong. Because Dave Matthews fucking rocks. Yeah, that band's got that out the way you They're so original. Oh yeah, it really. There's there's a lot of something to it. Yeah. Um, so this is one. Uh, I'm gonna throw a bunch at you here real quick. Yeah, let it rip. Uh, I'm, I'm not. I'm not going to play a lot of each one, but um, this is one that are, um, supposed to be important songs uh, to you, Bill. And it is because this is one my brother, my older brother, introduced to me. Um, I had actually heard it when I, uh, my wife and I used to watch this show called Las Vegas. The first yeah. season had this version as their intro music to you know the opening credits um which i thought was great and then somehow rights happened and things but my brother then found um this junky uh, jxl version and played it for me i'm like i know that song and it's elvis a little less conversation but it, this is the JXL 12-inch extender remix. And it's just so much fun. This is another one that I can't be sad when you listen to it. It's Elvis versus JXL. And I don't think I it's just so much fun. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's that old. It's like a little less conversation. The Elvis version is ancient, 
but right, JXL did remixed it and did a whole bunch of stuff and made it fun. And I'm like, oh, this is just great. So here's another one. Um, you'll know. Yeah. Yeah, you know this song by the two chords immediately with the piano. This is Talk Talk, Life's What You Make It from 1986. Um, I had just started college when this album came out. I bought it, listened to it over and over and over again. It's just a great album. And it, it puts me in a place of, what is it, the, you know, when you start college, it's like these new beginnings, this, your new freedom, your opportunity. Right. And this is one of those albums that, and there was a lot of them, you know, there's some Love and Rockets that came out around that time. There's some uh, Echo and the Bunnymen and a whole bunch of other of those great 80s bands that came out. But this is Talk Talk. And this one is one that just kind of gave me that opening of like, all right, I'm free. I can do my own thing. I can be my own guy. And this is the music that backs that up. So I fade that out the way you taught me how. It is a great song. It is a good pull. I do love that one. Yeah. Um, Never get sold. No. Never get sold. That's the other. Here's here's another one. Seriously, if I could hear this again for the first time, I would go, oh, my God, this is a great song. And these guys have had a lot of d- different songs that have been good, but this is the one that just says to me, you know what this song is, right? I have no idea. Not on this one. Lords of the New Church. Oh. Open your eyes. It's a uh, like a rebel song. You know, right? They did. They have a song "Dance with Me," which is also pretty decent. But this one, that the keyboard is simple and and painless. His vocals are harsh in comparison. It just there's there's such a contrast in the way the song comes out to me, the way I hear it. Right. Right. I like it. Good. Yeah. I mean, do you well, remember the song, right? I think this was, uh, open your eyes, 1982. And Lords of the New Church is another one of those bands that, you know, has a lot of uh, things like The Damned, where um, a bunch of guys left one band and went to another and did other stuff. This is the one damned song that took me back once I heard this and saw the video on MTV in 1985 uh, I was like oh this band is cool and then I started looking back and I'm like oh they're punk these guys are wild smash it up and a bunch of other stuff the damned oh oh, yeah that's where you know Captain Sensible came from that right uh, right the band Shriek back. A couple of guys from uh, the Dam left, did other stuff, and then became Shriek back. And Shriek back had a bunch of good tunes. There's, the Damned is one of those bands that just it bred this whole genre of music. 
I mean, listen to this. Oh, good stuff. It's that gothic I, I feeling. I've heard this before, yeah. Yeah, this is Shadow of Love uh, by The Dam. This is from 1985. But there's there's a lot of goth stuff that can back themselves up to The Dam and a couple other bands. I'm going to fade this out. What's up there, Bagman? Oh, Bagman. Um, so I'm going to change gears. I got, I got, I got three more left. All right, let her rip, um, man. I'm out. This... Yeah, well, and that's okay. If you come up, if something else pops in your head from what I play, you let me know. Um, but this is one you're going to go, well, that's completely different. Um, again, back to the 80s because I'm an 80s baby. You know what I mean? No, what you mean. This is almost like. Uh, a mellow rhythm and blues. Bagman's here. Woohoo! This is the Style Council. You're the best thing. And if I could hear this song again for the first time, it would. I remember dancing to this. Yeah. But honestly, I this. If I could hear this again for the first time, like now, it would take me to. The day I was in Stockholm, Sweden, on my on my spring break, on my own, with nobody else, and I had been with spoken to no one for like two days. I'm in Stockholm, Sweden, in a park, and I'm watching a, a, a 25, 30-year-old dad with his three-year-old daughter playing on the swings. He's pushing her on the swing. This song puts me right there. I hear you, brother. And it's it's one of those things where it's like, oh my God, I want to be a dad. And here I am 50 years later, I'm a fucking dad. And I push some kids on swings. But it, you know, it's just like, this song puts me in a place, and if I heard it now again for the first time, it would take me back to that moment. So there's that. That's the style council. You're the best thing. Yeah, that's, that's, a that's good. That's a good pick. Yeah. Well, here's one. I, I would be surprised if you know this one. Um, this is a WLBS special. Um, and there's a whole small little genre of music like this the band is called the photos this song is there's always work um and this is something that takes me excuse me takes me back to packing up my stuff to leave for college and it was like i swear to god if i had a walkman and the cassette tape with this still I would listen to it and go, oh, yeah, I remember packing up all my shit in my dad's big red car, the Delta 88, and putting all my junk in there. Basically, it was um, a suitcase or two full of clothes, four huge speakers, uh, two CD players, two tape decks, and a mixing board. That's what I took to college. And I heard this song. 
that's always getting ready to pack up. This is this remind you of uh, Captain Sensible? A little bit. Yeah. Pimp up for a second. It's got that. Um... Oh, dude, Bagman, your first car was a Delta 88. What year? Uh, Bagman, mine was a 1974, actually 1973 and a half because they had the run. I'll be right back. No, okay, I'm going to talk to Bagman here. Um, what am I doing here? I'm trying to do something. Holy wow. Bagman, where are you? Uh, Puke Green, 1973. Uh, round headlights or square headlights? Um, Bagman, I got a crap ton of questions for you. Um, if you have the opportunity to call in, what do you mean ugly? I can't remember. It was the greatest car in the world. I, I will pin this down. My dad worked for General Motors for 33 years. We've leased every car ever available um, from 1968 until uh, 1999. Um, but so what I want you to do, Bagman, when Eric comes back, try and call in and we'll figure out this whole car situation. This is hilarious. It faded green, yeah, whatever. Mine was uh, the maroon um, with the vinyl top, the maroon vinyl top, but it was in Texas for, I think, 12 years with my aunt, and the vinyl top turned into a Nerf football because the Texas sun killed it and dried it out, and it really was a Nerf, and then we had to resurface it when it came back up to Michigan so it wouldn't leak. Um, and then actually ended up getting it repainted because it took yeah, 300 cash. Oh man, that's hilarious. But yeah, we had to have ours repainted when it came up too. New vinyl top re repainted with that dark maroon because it had faded into like a bright orange with the Texas sun for 10 years. Oh man. So there's always work to do by the photos that takes me back to moving in, in that 1974 Delta 88 uh, four-door rocket quadrajet, um, the rocket 350 quadrajet. Yeah, I know. Yeah. All right. Um, Who are you talking to? But, I don't know. One of my kids is yelling at me. Talking to the neighbor? Um, no. So this is my last song better be yeah <laughs> oh you had an eight track we had a cassette um but you remember this one eric this was the ultimate club mm. song i first heard this in a club and i remember uh being i don't know it would have been uh high school oh yeah and rolling on the dance floor with my uh, light gray trench coat or the tan trench coat Your parachute and the army, army boots no parachute pants blue jeans, trench coat um, polo with a collar up and just rotating around on the floor with Love and Rockets Kundalini Express is that how you picked up all oh. the chips? 
No, they all avoided me. That was that was a, a short period of uh, twenty minutes to three weeks that I, I did that dress and dressed right. like that. And I realized that nobody liked it, and, and I changed. Uh, hey, smart move. But this is Love and Rockets, Kundalini Express. If I could hear this song again for the first time, it would take me back to that. So, Eric, you know, I, I'm going to fade this out because that's Love and Rockets, Kundalini Express. Um, what, uh, do you got anything else for us tonight? You know, I, I mean, I could do this all night long. I, um, I know I, we could. I, Give yeah, me another one. Uh, no, I picked the closest ones I've got. It was yeah. almost chronological. It was almost in order. Uh, right. It would have been Detroit Rock City. Then it would have been Fight from the Inside by Queen. Then Begin the Begin by R.E.M. And then yep. uh, We're Coming Out by The Replacements. Then right. typical, uh, Dave Matthews and Tom Waits is about the same time, but I think Tom Waits is about a year earlier, and that was Jesus Gonna Be Here. And then right. Tom, or uh, Dave uh, Matthews, typical situation. But that was my list. I mean, there's got to be another one. Those are the ones that, like, Define like it was that era for me. Defi- it was a change going they on. Define, they define moments for you, and that yeah. Eric again. That's what we're trying to get at with our show, isn't it? Yeah, amen. Is we want to we want to find these moments that music defines something for you. You know, um, we're going to start doing some stuff within the next three to four weeks um, with Discord where we're doing special shows um, about very specific, awesome stuff. If you like what we're doing now, you're going to love the other stuff that we got coming. Um, but, you know, and I had a list of stuff of different topics that you and I had talked about, Eric, um, for some of these special shows. Again, you know, things like, you know, the, the, the listener questions that we make up, um, <laughs> and you know, just some silly, goofy stuff. No, go ahead. I'm, I'm going to shut up. No, go I've got a song that I have to close out with. This Ooh. is a song that I, I think that I really missed. I, I kind of missed the... I should include this one. You ready? Oh, yeah, go ahead. All right. So this is Low Standards and Pours. Well, are we done? We're not done yet. Well, you want to keep going? Well, I still haven't read the disclaimer. Play oh. your song, and we'll talk a little more after your song. All right, hold on. Shortly, briefly. Oh, we got send. Oh, we got a gift sent to us. I think. I think oh, bag- people love us like yeah. that much. I think so. Um, oh okay, this is this awesome. is the one I forgot. This is the one I forgot, and I, I, I okay. think. Give me. This, this was a bad. This is a really bad miss, but mm-hmm. uh, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and play it. Mm-hmm. And I think we all know what it is, or it could be. Oh, yeah, absolutely. The amount of energy that came out of that song and the depth of how it felt about what he was singing. There's a lot of depth to what he wrote to this. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And usually... When he first heard it, I mean, there was 
This was unlike any other song that was out there. Wasn't it? Yeah. Not only was it very unique, but um, told a good story. Uh, it was not a, it was not a complex song. Yeah, you're right, Bagman. It, that is great. That Remember, song. You know the story sorry, behind that song? No, I don't. There's a story behind the song and the video, and I'll make it super cliff notes is that he used to work at the school as a janitor and people used to make fun of him. And the whole idea, I don't remember how he got the name of the song. Smells like teen spirit came from a woman's deodorant. But um, if you watch the video, it shows a guy like kind of pushing a broom. That Mm -hmm. whole, that whole song's in reference to him being made fun of apparently when he was younger working as a janitor at the high school. Right. So, could, I mean, it, it, is that not like the biggest slap in the face back to all those people that, oh, that made like me go, one of you? Probably one of, the yeah. big, probably one of the biggest songs to hit in the last 30 years. I don't even know what what song would beat that song. It smells like teen spirit in the last 30 years. I, you know. As a defining moment. What's up, Doss? I, there's I mean, only one song that could, not even remotely. And it, um, it, it, it can't be a weak song. That, that was one of the strongest songs to hit in definitely 10 years, definitely 20 years, I don't know about 30. I mean, the only thing I could think of... No. I mean, and honestly... No. This didn't... That, that song did not define... I don't know. It, this song no. gives me goosebumps. No. It's a swing and a miss. All right. Sure. Okay. Oh. I'm okay with that. You're talking about Nirvana. Never mind. I mean, what would top? Yeah, I know. That? Okay, Doss Bagman. What would top? Never mind. The last twenty years. Oh, um, signing up. Well, I mean, there's not much that would, but uh, what's the not Roxy? Um, who am I thinking Come of? Come on, Doss. Uh, you're always you're always gold. Gold Rush. Hold on. It's gotta be huge. I mean, it's gotta be like uh, uh I don't even know. What what beats Stone. never mind when it comes to alternative pop rock music? Well, there's only one, I mean, there's only one that could be close. Um and it's not I mean it's a different type. It's not that didn't define anything. Stone roses? No, he's so 80. What's a what's a question here? What beats never mind Nirvana? Yeah, so my my, my big question. Ton of stuff. Okay. Huh? A fucking ton of stuff. Like what? Uh, okay, I'll go with like back in the same day. I'll go with um Pearl Jam 10. So you're saying Pearl Jam 10 was better than Nirvana's never mind? Absolutely, by far. That's uh, personal preference, but I think. Well, you go back, go back in the day and look at the album sales, and uh, and what they were doing at concerts. Pearl Jam was doing much better. I don't know. I think Nirvana when they came out was nobody else doing it like them. Nobody. Nirvana is one of the most overrated bands ever. They it's a band that um, gained so much more popularity because of the Kurt Cobain blowing his head off. No, try to listen to it now. It doesn't hold up. I think it does. Well, but it's preference. There's, I there's, yeah, no, and it, and it okay. does. It does come down to preference. 
Um, well, that, that I can, everything, I, everything, I can appreciate. Still, everything comes down to preference. Right, but I can appreciate Nirvana. I think you might have something with the Pearl Jam. And honestly, I really, I think when it comes down to it, Stone Roses is a much better band than Pearl Jam. I think there's a lot of bands. I, again, can you can we all yeah, agree that be, Pearl Jam or, or not Pearl Jam that Nirvana benefited Nirvana from Kurt Cobain killing himself? I don't look at that. Look at it this way. Look at it this way. If Kurt Cobain never killed himself and got got his shit together, they'd probably sound like Nickelback. Yeah, no, I don't. I, I look at I mean, when I go through about like defining a generation. You know, you had like Elvis, you had the Beatles. Um, what you have in the seventies? Who was, was the band that defined the seventies? I don't know, Eric. What about this one? They're just playing eighties music. That didn't define eighties music. Really? The church. Even, even flow came out. I'll give you like the even flow on ten. I'll give you that. That was huge. But I think Nirvana had a had a bigger bite into uh, nah. the way kids saw it. Well, yeah. here's the thing, though. There's there's a there's there's an That's argument my... to be made, Eric. There and 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 Doss. There's an argument to be made that Nirvana was very influential in the Seattle rock era. There's a very strong argument. No, to be made I, I see. That they, again, were, they were they were very influential. Another... They were, they were just another band. It was just another band in the Seattle whole thing. There was a lot of it. Soundgarden was around even before right. Pro, uh, Nirvana. Yeah, but look at the you way. That's another one I'll put. Uh, that's another one I'll put uh, against Nirvana's uh, Soundgarden. Bad Motorfinger. Yeah, but look at the way Nirvana wrote their songs. There was so much. There was a lot of depth. I mean, I, I don't get me wrong. I loved. Uh, um, Chris Cornell and all the, all the projects he's involved in, but, but there's a whole genre, a genre or so a era. But you look at you look at Soundgarden, you look at Nirvana, you look at those bands, and it is that Seattle North West sort of. There's a sound to it, and it's like saying it's '80s music. Dude, you can you're say not the playing same the right those bands. What Soundgarden do you want? Fucking Bad Motorfinger, Rusty Cage. All right, whatever. Well, the, I, go, I'm, I'm thinking of first. albums that go against uh, Nirvana, never mind. Oh, that's Motorfinger Revolution. Oh, what do you want? Soundgarden? Rusty, Rusty Cage. Oh, yeah, Rusty Cage. Yeah, no, and I get it, but there's there's again there's a whole. It's Eric. It's like saying that you know the Damned was this core band that then grew out into other bands. It's the same thing with Seattle. It, there's there's a certain amount of um, they both both that particular sound. It really rolls out of a certain area, and that's just how it is. Soundgarden's pretty good. These guys were killing it way before Nirvana in Seattle. Yeah, but I'm just saying, I think that Nirvana benefited. They did that one song, um, Smells Like Teen Spirit, and they, that was it. Everybody's a fucking Nirvana fan. 
they're overrated. It, they if they Kurt Cobain didn't kill himself, they probably wouldn't be together right now. <laughs> do you think song uh, Nirvana would have held up? Do you I think don't know. Pink I mean, look, have, I mean, think Pink, look at look at would, all the bands back then, and look who's still around. Yeah, would no, Pink be anything Like I think the Beatles defined a generation. Maybe Elvis did. I'm not really sure in the '70s who you'd pick. You know, '70s and '80s are tough. I mean, what what defines the '70s? Yeah, Journey, and 80s? Foreigner, ACDC, a bunch of different things. Yeah, but who defined it though? What what if you thought of the '70s? What, what would be the first band you'd think of? Well, you can't really. Well, if I go to the '70s, I think Led Zeppelin or Pink Floyd. Yeah, no, yeah, that's true. And I think '70s, I'm then Pink Floyd, I'll give Zeppelin, you and, and Stones. Floyd. I throw Stones in there too. Yeah, Stones. 60s with Beatles. But Stones are 60s, 70s, and 80s. Yeah, I think with the 60s, the only the, I, that's where the Beatles has everybody beat because they are like the standalone band that yeah. defined that that time. But when you start getting in the 70s, 80s, 90s, um, it's it's a it's a group of bands. And then you hit the 2000s, it's like I don't know what the fuck is going on anymore. I yeah. become the, I become the old guy. Get off my lawn. Right. Yeah. Exactly. That's exactly what it is. And I, you know, I, I, I think we have a legitimate gripe. You know, our, you, you remember your parents saying, "No, nah, that ain't music or whatever." It's like, well, right. It is. They were playing instruments. They, they no, practice. They, you know, nowadays it's, it's just all computer generator, pair of mouse yeah. ears, and Boy, fucking man. give me a beat. And I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I, am I the, am I the old guy? Yeah. No, Doss, you're not the old guy. And that's the thing is, is we're, that's, what, that's what we're trying to do. That's what Eric and I are trying to do with our stupid show is trying to get people to think and go, all right, well, maybe this, maybe that, maybe this, maybe that. Well, okay, so Eric loves Nirvana. You don't. And and I'm in between because I'm like, you know. I, had a bigger I, I, just, I just have a problem with see, Nirvana. I think they were put on a pedestal. That they didn't deserve to be on, or I, I shouldn't say didn't deserve, but I think the again when when you have a, um, a popular musician kill himself or die or drug overdose, it really enhances the mystique mm-hmm. behind that. You know what I mean? I just the same thing with Joy then, Division. Well, if you go back then, Pearl Jam was actually a better band and doing better record sales and better numbers at concerts than Nirvana. Yeah, but it's almost, I mean, I, I think like Jimi Hendrix or something. But I'm just saying, when I think of, like, the 90s, like, just me personally, the 90s alternative, I think of Nirvana first. But it's, you know, a little bit of preference, you know, whatever. Pearl Jam... Uh, so the test of time and you know whatever. That was wonderful. Oh, I love that. That was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good. It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. It was terrible. Get away. Hey, boo! boo! I had to do that just yeah. just for you, Eric. Away. Hey, boo! Um, see. See the way that I, I think with the '90s because Nirvana was definitely the the first band to get like that that attention like holy shit what is this and you know you're just coming out of the late 80s and even the early 90s with the glam kind of going on its way out and it was like right holy shit this is something different finally you know we don't have a bunch of dudes looking like girls or just yeah you, you know but yeah. again i think there were much better bands and which 
and even had much more influence. I think Pearl Jam had a lot more influence on uh, musicians like in that that decade of the '90s than Nirvana did. Yeah, Doss, where do you where do you stand on Stone Roses? Never got into them. I I I, I haven't listened to enough to, to just give a, an honest opinion. So, so if we define the two thousand, define the two thousand. If we go to the Stone Roses' first album, that you don't want to has about your lousy eighties music. No, I'm just saying. No, it's not nineties. Stone Roses didn't define anything, Bill. Okay, fine, whatever. There are so, people that will and, that will Eric, kill just you. To, just to make your point, I couldn't name one Stone Roses song. They had like two hits. That was it. But Bill. Bill, get him off that pedestal. Wow. I want to be, what, what is it? I want to be adored. And what was the other one? Stone um, Roses? Yeah. See, for me, in, in the 90s, Rose. the band, I think the best Tool band to, to really come out of the 90s is Tool. Yeah. Tool is okay. And they're still, and they're still, they're one of the only bands from back then that's still going strong today. Yeah, I don't think they changed anything though. I think they just had a similar sound to everybody else. No, they they influence a lot. I I think if you really go back and look at a lot of people after school. So it was the Stone Roses. The Stone Roses' first album was by far, and this is critically acclaimed album. This is not just me saying this. This is other people who have. Like actually looked at this stuff. The Stone Roses' first album is by far classified as one of the best albums. You know, Bill Shannon is not having a Beatles song on one of your lists. Really? Really? I think it's desperate to want people to like the music he likes. Begin to begin by R.E.M. Fight the inside team. We're coming out by the replacement. I'm just gonna be here to come late and put this in place. We didn't have one Vito song. Whatever, man. <laughs> <laughs> And in my hour of darkness, Spicy, she is standing right? right in front of me, speaking words of wisdom. Let it be. Let it be. Eric, did you watch? Let it be. Did you watch the. Um, saying I, I really thought this would have been on your list, but you left it off. Well, I, I was trying to. Yeah. I was trying to be. You disappointed me, Bill. And all the broken <sighs> So let it be is a great song. Yeah. There will be an answer. Kiss my ass. Let it be. All right. Let's close this show out. I'm not talking all night. Well, she wants to talk. All right. Well, whatever. Hey, boo! Did, Eric, did you just ask Bill if if he wants to talk? <laughs> he well, he yeah. talks most. So. <laughs> I told him, hey, really? I mean, Doss, are you serious? I got it. It was awful. A little windy. Yeah, windy. Yeah, whatever. I'm going to have to. Ladies, I know you will, but ladies and germs, loss is James.
Sorry. It slipped. slipped. <laughs> Come on, Bill. <laughs> Anyways, all right, guys. I think I lost them. Uh -oh. It's uh, Thursday, September 15th. We'll, you're gonna uh, get some. You're gonna get some mean texts tonight. <laughs> I think oh, he he's been unmuted. I don't know where he's at. But um, yeah. Thanks for listening. Hey, Doss, if you ever want, you pick a pick a topic if you want. It's always uh, good talking about you know something else that somebody else wants to talk about. I guess. But um, thanks for uh, for joining us tonight. No problem, dude. Yeah. Next time I'll uh, I'll come on and I'll try to drown Bill out and. Maybe get my music going over his. Yeah. Pick a topic. Um, you know, I've got some old uh, classic rock I'd like to take, uh, well, talk about and, you know, whatever else. Well, if we're going to go music, I, I'm I'm an 80s, 90s guy. So Yeah. Yeah. So am I. So am I. That was... Uh, I, uh, I, I, I always... I always went kind of grew up with, like, the mainstream, mainstream stuff that, that was out there. So I don't know, like, all these... I know Bill's always coming out with it. Well, these guys in college were fucking this and that. Right. I, I grew up in a stagehand family, so I've been going to concerts and seeing like the big name bands since I was like ten years old. Yeah. So it, it's hard. It's like you know you're playing this like this this kind of really rough cut bar music, and it's like yeah okay. And am I supposed to really get excited over this? I I just right. can't do it. No, no, I hear you. I grew up with uh, anything from Journey and Ario Speedwagon to uh, ACDC and Ozzy, the Priest, uh, all that stuff. I went Dude, through, my uh, fucking mother took me to see Ario Speedwagon two years in a row when I was 11 and 12. Really? My, for my first album was Nine Lives by Ario Speedwagon. My my first concert was actually Motley Crue and Rat. When really? Motley really? Crue, yeah, with Motley Crue was uh, doing the Shout at the Devil. Oh, it was 84, 85, somewhere back. I was oh, like yeah. 10 years old. My first one was Aerosmith, and then I went and saw the replacements, the punk show in uh, in Ann Arbor. And so, uh, but uh, yeah, I've, between Bill and I, we've seen a ton of shows, and it's one of my passions. You know, yeah. good people watching, good hitties bands live. You know, yeah, no, good shit, man. Yeah, uh, it, back back of that, but Judas Priest was my favorite band back in the '80s when I was a kid, and I, I got to see them on the uh, Turbo tour. That was fucking right, crazy. right. I heard they're a really great band to see in concert. They put on a great show. You know, some of the bands I just—I mean, even though I don't know a lot about them, I'll go see them just because uh, of the reputation in concert. You know. Yep. Yep. The bands, some of the bands I—I've I, never got to see Iron Maiden. I would have loved to have seen them back in the day. Even now, they still sound good. Yeah. Uh, but, but such a um, a stage performance, you know, the theatrics. And David Bowie was the same way. I saw Bowie like four or five times, and I saw him for the Glass Sputter tour, and he put on a ton of theatrics, just the stage presence and all kinds of props and stuff. It was pretty cool. Yeah. Pink Floyd is another one I would have loved to have seen back in the day when, when the band was together. Holy yeah. shit, what a show that would have been. Yeah. Was, uh, Floyd, Zeppelin, Queen, and Tom Waits were four bands that I would have liked to have seen. Those are the four biggest bands that I that I never did. Yeah, but they're most of those are you know before my time. Was, I think Queen stopped touring in the early '80s, and um, I'm trying to think. They played Live Aid, but I can't remember when Live Aid was exactly. I think it was early '90s. Live Aid or early? Yeah, that was like '91, I think. 
Yeah, I think that was one because he announced right after that that he had, uh, that he had AIDS. Pretty yeah, good. it was it wasn't long that. after that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I've 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 been lucky enough to see a, a couple concerts that obviously you'll never see. I, I mean, I seen Nirvana in concert. I saw that yeah, one. I never did. You never did. Yeah, the, uh, in utero. I, I set up for him. That was when I was a stagehand. Oh, gotcha. Yep. Interesting. Uh, a couple of years before that. I got to set up for um, Red Hat Chili Peppers, Smashing Pumpkins, and Pearl Jam. Now, at wow. the time, at the time, Pearl Jam, they had just their video had just gotten on MTV. They were just starting to, you know, gain attention. Yeah, they were the first first band on, and they just they came out so much energy. Just a, one of the greatest like live performances I've seen, and I've seen a lot of them. <laughs> right, uh, right. Yeah, they came out. They just got the crowd like into it so much. And then the next band came on, which was Smashing Pumpkins, much more mellow, much more dark lighting, and they right. started getting booed. And it's like, boy, this is it's, Pearl Jam's a tough act to follow. Yeah. Um, well, the lead singer, um, Billy Corbin or whatever his name is, yep. he said a bunch of bad words about Ted Nugent that had said a bunch of stuff about Smashing Pumpkins. So they came to Detroit out at the Palace for one of those festivals, and we booed them off. We practically booed them off stage because everybody was so – it's just that Detroit kind of like, you know, um, uh, brotherhood, I guess, you know. Yeah. Not that everybody loves Ted Nugent, but now that we know that he, they said something about Ted Nugent, uh, you know, we kind, of, we kind of booed. and They still played, but I think half the people left. That's the way Detroit yeah. is. Yeah. We're too much fun our, yeah, uh, you, you know, <laughs> that's a tough one. You don't fuck, you don't talk shit about the uh, about Ted Nugent. They go to Detroit and yeah, you yeah. have a good good outing, <laughs> right? No, exactly. Well, I'm gonna wrap this thing up and, and get out of here. It's been about just over an hour and a half. So, um, hey, if you got any ideas, you know, send us a message or whatever, and then uh, you know, just be a part of the show next week or the following week, whatever. Yeah, dude, I'll I'll call in next week and we'll we'll fucking kick Bill off the show and uh, you know we'll start, <laughs> we're gonna start getting some numbers around here. All right, dude. Yeah, give me a just give us a heads up. Like, just uh, we'll send a message to our our podcast show there and say, hey, let's do a show on this, and then I'll kind of team up with Bill and we can put it all together. Sounds good, dude. Okay. All right, Doss. I'll talk to you all soon. Right. All right. See ya. All right. Bye. Hey, thanks everybody for listening to Low Standards and Pours Thursday, September fifteenth. 10.28 p.m. Eastern Standard Time broadcasting from Detroit Rock City. We'll see you guys. Look for us next week. Thanks for uh, thanks for listening. <laughs>